Welcome to Project Geospatial. This is Adam Simmons with this week's geospatial news on January 17th, 2020. Rapid Eye constellation being retired. Yesterday, January 16, 2020, Planet announced that rapid, the Rapid Eye constellation will be retired at the end of March 2020 after 11 years of service. Planet acquired the constellation from Blackridge back in 2015. The constellation of five satellites collected imagery of the Earth at 6.5 meter resolution, and during its life, it orbited the Earth 305,000 times and took over 660,000 images equivalent to 15 billion square kilometers of imagery data. You can view more about the Rapid Eye Constellation's retirement on Planet's blog post listed in the show notes. Rest in peace, Rapid Eye. Thank you for your contribution to the geospatial community. Uh, next up, DGI's comments on the remote ID from the FAA. As we announced in the last news segment earlier this week, the FAA just released a proposal focused on the topic of remote identification of drones, or remote ID. Remote ID would be a way of actively identifying the drone and pilot associated for accountability. DJI is the world's largest civilian drone manufacturer and has pushed for remote ID to promote safer, responsible use of their drones by consumers uh, by pushing for an open standard alongside industry peers for years. However, as much as they are supportive of the concept, it's the implementation that they're criticizing the FAA on. Uh, the FAA proposal requires virtually all drones. By the way, this is a comment directly from their blog post. The FAA proposal requires a, a virtually all drones to be networked to a remote ID service managed by private supplier companies anticipated to charge mandatory subscription fees. These companies would store the drone's flight records for at least six months. Uh, this proposed requirement creates undue financial and compliance burdens and would impede America's existing drone industry. Thousands of drones and radio-controlled aircraft on the market have no means for internet connection and would be grounded. So the way for the FAA to implement the remote ID service through this private supplier potentially would be to take advantage of the cell phone network. But there, but uh, DJI is right. Most of the uh, drones out there don't have access to the cell network directly. Uh, so what DJI uh, is saying is uh, they're further stating that the aviation rulemaking committee or ARC, uh, a consensus of stakeholders organized by the FAA produced a final report that did not recommend mandatory internet-based services. So this is a committee organized by the FAA. And by the way, this committee was uh, directed to be formed by Congress so the FAA can investigate what the best implementation of remote ID would be. This consensus recommended uh, that drones flying under existing FAA rules to perform remote ID via a radio broadcast uh, instead with network solutions as an optional alternative. Uh, the ARC's many months of work demonstrated how broadcast technology scored best for inexpensive retrofit, easy for compliance and performance. Network-based solutions involve highest cost burdens and privacy intrusions. Uh, so if you don't know, the most of DJI's drones already implement some form of remote ID through this uh, through broadcasting methodologies. And uh, it wasn't their idea necessarily to do this. It was a uh, standard agreed upon by this ARC committee, uh, re recommended through this ARC committee. And, and this is the real confusion. Uh, because the committee was uh, formed by the FAA, it's 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 a uh, it's causing the community uh, the community 
to be really confused on, on why the FAA's proposal has diverged so much from the community of stakeholders they brought together from the direction of Congress to recommend the best approach. So instead of going with the best approach for a uh, radio broadcasting network, they're trying to, f- to use network-based solutions as the primary ways of uh, doing this. Essentially, they're creating a whole new market uh, for for security and accountability that's totally unnecessary with existing technology that's uh, easier to support uh, and implement. And actually, the, and, and DGI is right that this would uh, hinder the industry quite a bit, not just from drone hobbyists, but from educational standpoint, and just just the existing drone community overall. It'd be uh, it'd be it'd be there. It's almost like implementing unnecessary services. And and there is a unique um, there's a unique quote I read in a different article about this. Uh, in how, let's see, I think I think they. Uh, so, so here's a quote from another article related to uh, DGI's comments. Everyone's standards w- everyone understands why cars need license plates. Drivers have to be accountable. But what if instead of just a license plate, your car was also legally required to be connected via the internet to a privately run car tracking service that charged you an annual fee about 20% of your car's value and stored six months of your driving data for government scrutiny? Would you think the government had gone too far? So that's, uh, that's a comment from... Um, Let's see, uh, DGI's Brendan Schulman, VP of Policy and Legal Affairs, uh, in, in, in an article uh, related to uh, drone ID. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk any more on that in this segment. Uh, if you want to find out more about DGI's comments, which I think they're pretty sound, they're highly supportive of the initiative, they just don't agree with the concept as it doesn't make sense for the industry or even consumers as a whole. Yeah, you can look more on the blog posts which we have listed in the uh, show notes. So this is a shorter episode of our new segment. We don't have anything else to report. Uh, if you like hearing from us, our podcasts on geospatial news, best practices, and guest speakers on industry uh, from around the community, you can contribute to our continued operation through anchor.fm forward slash project geos forward slash support. Uh, and Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash Project Geospatial. Your contribution keeps our website running and funds our participation to cover conferences uh, of various events beyond the Geo and Symposium, which, by the way, we are signed up to go to this year again. Uh, hope to see you there in April. If you represent the company in the industry and would like to talk about your product or service on our show, please reach out to us. We'd like to uh, increase awareness of products and services that's part of our uh, mandate, our, our self-mandate. <laughs> and uh, once again, thanks for listening. This is Adam Simmons with Project Geospatial, signing off. Project Geospatial is a podcast hosted by Adam Simmons and Mason Rothman, dedicated to increasing awareness of geospatial technology, educational resources, and industry best practices. Our show is comprised of industry professionals who discuss diverse topics, such as new geospatial projects, innovations, and resources that benefit the overall community. If you're an industry professional, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your feedback or have you on the show. Listen in and check us out at projectgeospatial.com or anchor.fm.